now, here's your host, Tim, Tim Case. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome into Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. Hope you're well on this Saturday night after a 162-game season. They saw the Dodgers win their 10th National League West title in 11 years. The Dodgers now turn their attentions towards October baseball and the postseason. Tonight, game one of the National League Division Series. Dodgers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Clayton Kershaw, the future Hall of Famer on the mound in game one. First pitch coming up at 620. Between now and then, we have a lot to get to here on Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. We'll hear from Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. We'll dive deeper into this pitchy matchup. We'll hear from both starters. David Vasse will go one-on-one with Freddie Freeman shortly. We'll hear from Kirsten Watson, get her thoughts leading up to this game one matchup. And in just a few minutes, we'll check in with Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner out at the Galpin Motors broadcast booth. Well, the Dodgers with a stellar 2023 regular season, 100 wins for the fourth straight year. They overcame injuries, including season-ending arm injuries to both Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin. Multiple rookies were called up and asked to step up, and they did. Bobby Miller, Ryan Pepio, Emmett Sheehan, Michael Grove. 52 starts this season made by Dodgers rookies. The Dodgers bullpen finished top five in ERA, opponents batting average, and opponents OPS. The Dodgers offense set Dodger records, scoring 906 runs. In total, the Dodgers offense finished amongst the top two in Major League Baseball this season in runs, home runs, RBIs, total bases, on-base percentage, and OPS. The offense was led by the one-two punch of Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, who combined to hit 310 with 99 doubles, 68 home runs, and 209 RBIs. Don't forget about J.D. Martinez and Max Muncy, who each hit 30 home runs and drove in 100-plus. James Altman busted onto the scene in 2023. The rookie took over the starting spot in center field and also provided power at the plate. Here's the 2-2. This one's hammered to right field. Deep toward the scoreboard. It is up and it is gone. A home run. Once around the park, James Altman with home run number 23. As his fantastic rookie campaign continues, the Dodgers break the ice and they lead it 1-0. 23 home runs this season from the rookie they call Tarzan, James Outman. And that is the top-tier play sponsored by Arco Quality, top-tier gas for less. There was a veteran presence on this Dodgers team in 2023. David Peralta, Miguel Rojas, Jason Hayward, all brought in. They brought leadership, instant respect to the clubhouse and the field. The Dodgers with a different-looking roster in 2023 as a whole, but still the same result, a divisional title and a trip back to the playoffs. Freddie Freeman. When you put on this uniform, there's always pressure. When you put, the, it's a winning franchise. You expect to win when you when you come here. And um, yeah, we heard it that we weren't gonna, we didn't spend billions of dollars, and we, we're not gonna be good now for some reason. But um, we knew in the clubhouse and spring training that we had a good group. Um, yeah, we needed to figure things out in the first five six weeks, and then we caught fire. You know, kind of as we went on uh, six seven weeks in. So we we knew what we had. We we, we came together as a group real fast and I think everybody that's been watching us play all year knows how much fun we had as as a group and it it translates onto the field. The Arizona Diamondbacks advanced to the NLDS after sweeping the Brewers in the wild card round. During the regular season, the Dodgers and Diamondbacks met 13 times 
The Dodgers lead the head-to-head series this year with eight wins, including a sweep of the Snakes and Dodger Stadium in August. So these two teams very familiar with one another. Freddie Freeman. Obviously, the settings are a little bit different, but you know the relievers that they have. So you're not facing them for the first time or only you faced them. Like if we played the Brewers, you only faced them six games, so you might have faced Hobie Milner twice in the course of a year. But now you're going to face like Kyle Nelson and those kind of guys multiple times over the course of the year. So you kind of you're familiar with their stuff and how they like to pitch you and um, and things like that. So I, I think familiarity on both sides, you know. So. Um, we'll see who can outmatch each other. All right, so here we are. It's game one of the National League Division Series. Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Clayton Kershaw on the mound tonight. First pitch coming up at 620. And with more, we head out to the Galpin Motors broadcast booth and say hello to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Guys! All right, Tim, after a 162-game appetizer, Dodgers, of course, won the National League Western Division with a record of 162. Now it's time for the main course. They must win 11 games to fulfill their dream, and they begin with the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team they have dominated over the years, beat them 8 out of 13 this year. Overall feeling about this club as we go into the postseason. If we've learned anything, and the Dodgers go in with uh, maybe one of the most unique, in fact, it is the most unique pitching situation that they've had in their history. There's no question about that. And they start Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw, by the way, is the only remaining starting pitcher that the Dodgers had in there to begin the season with. I mean, you're you're coming into this series with the four rookie pitchers. We're going to see the rookie pitching game, too, that being Bobby Miller. In the meantime, I agree wholeheartedly. Look, there's 11 games one team is going to win, but you don't get to number 11 unless you get number one and number two and number three. And this ball club, I think, has in recent memory they let the series last year against the Padres get away from it in a hurry, and they went home unexpectedly early. And over the past month, if it's Saturday, then Kershaw's pitching. Absolutely. And for Clayton Kershaw, well, uh, this is nothing new for him. I thought it was interesting also that he made the comment that this is maybe a different look. He says, I'm not fearful of failing. And I thought that really showed a lot uh, as far as the intensity of Clayton Kershaw. And I agree 100%. You cannot take it. It's very similar to say if you're a defensive player and the guy's throwing a perfect game. You can't say, oh, geez, I hope he doesn't hit it to me. No, you have to say, look, I dare you to hit it to me. And you're doing that because you are accepting the possibility, hey, it may not work, but he wants the baseball. It's going to be very interesting how he pitches tonight, how long he pitches tonight, and how many innings the bullpen will cover. And we will talk about that a little later on. I'm thinking back to around the 1st of July when the Dodgers were in second place, trailing the Arizona Diamondbacks by three games. And we're standing around the batting cage with Dave Roberts. And he was saying then this was the most interesting team he has ever managed. He liked the components and how they would all come together. And boy, did they ever the second half of the year. And they rallied around one another in the same sense. I mean, uh, you talk about, well, last year, the Padres, the Dodgers let that series get away from them. And they probably still have a rather acidic uh, overall stomach in, in thinking back on that end of it. But then you look at Arizona. Which Arizona team is going to show up? Is it going to be the Arizona team that really dominated the Western Division as the season got underway? Or is it going to be the Arizona team that we saw really kind of struggling in order to even have a chance to get to postseason? The first time the Dodgers faced the Diamondbacks way, way back in April, 
the Diamondbacks just ran the Dodgers into the ground. Yeah, and they got on base in order to do that. So they, their ball club, uh, they have to be dealt with really with kid gloves because they can come at you in a lot of different ways. Speed, no question about it. Their defense, also very good. So they're going to find out really on, on an opportunity. And for the Arizona Diamondbacks, they're coming in feeling really good about themselves because each of the victories uh, against Milwaukee in order to get here were come from behind victories. So this is the ball club. Do not take them lightly regardless of the numbers. Two quick notes about this afternoon's starters game one. Clayton Kershaw in 22 career starts against the Diamondbacks at Dodger Stadium, 14-1 and one at a 180 ERA. Merrill Kelly in 16 career starts against the Dodgers is 0 and 11 at a 5.49 ERA. Them's the numbers. Of course, we'll be playing it out in about an hour and a half's time. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, the first of the National League Division Series. We'll continue with our coverage right after this, Tim. All right. Thank you, Charlie. We're off and running, Dodger fans, as we lead you up to game one of the NLDS. Coming up here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll hear from the Dodger manager, Dave Roberts. David Vasse will go one-on-one with Freddie Freeman. We'll dive deeper into this pitchy matchup here from both starting pitchers. But up next, we'll get some thoughts from Kirsten Watson. She'll check in. So he leads you up to Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Who's ready for postseason baseball? Game one of the NLDS. First pitch is 620. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of LA Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into that stadium, Dodger fans, and out of your car from the Dodgers Traffic Center. Here's Jonathan Weiss. Well, looks like we do have a crash heading into the Elysian Park area. This is going to be on the 110 southbound at Stadium Way. It's on the right shoulder. The off-ramp traffic is backed up to the 5 freeway. Speaking of the 5 freeway, looking at some slow going right now. On that 5 northbound, coming away from the 710, as you approach the 110 freeway, it's going to be stop and go all the way there. Also, if you're traveling on the 10 westbound, trying to connect to the 5, that's going to be slow heading into the downtown area. Stop and go from City Terrace. And that 110 freeway northbound, Heading into downtown LA, that's going to be stop and go as you approach the 101 freeway. Then it's a pretty good ride as you make your way towards the 5 freeway. That's a look to your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Jonathan Weiss. Thanks, Jonathan. Leading you up to Dodgers and Diamondbacks on this Saturday night. It's game one of the NLDS. Clayton Kershaw, Merrill Kelly, the pitching matchup. First pitch set for 620. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. And Kirsten now joins us as we get ready for game one of this NLDS. And Kirsten, we'll just start with the anticipation, right? It's been a a week since the Dodgers have last played a game. They were in San Francisco last weekend, and they got to watch the wild card round. And now we know the opponent. Here we are. It's a familiar opponent in the Diamondbacks. How excited is this team? Yeah, everyone is just so ready. I mean, these last five days have been just a situation in which the guys, they had practice every day. They created situations in which they added some intensity. They had different teams kind of going on each other for points. And so the guys actually had a lot of fun with it, but also they are so focused. This group, they have, we've talked about it all year. They have one goal, and that is to win the World Series. And there are guys who are on this team who this is going to be their first postseason opportunity, whether some of the rookies and on some of the veterans. 
they're on teams who are actually capable of competing to win the World Series. And for them, you know, this might be their last opportunity for some of these guys who are on these one-year contracts with the Dodgers. So everyone, they know what they need to do. They obviously don't want what happened last year in the DS against the Padres to be a situation this year. They're mindful of that. It is a different team from last year. And so when you mm-hmm. talk to the guys, that's kind of one of their, ar- maybe not arguments, but that's one of their statements of just, you know, this is a different group this year. We have a different mindset. We have a di- we're in a different situation entirely. So uh, these guys, they are so ready. And there's an excitement. There's a buzz. There's obviously all the media that's here. You have the massive postseason signs everywhere. <laughs> uh, so they know it's all or nothing. And that, of course, does bring some nerves. But mm-hmm. everyone has talked about, you know, you have to channel that angst and that excitement into a really positive excitement and let that fuel you. So that's some of the advice that's been given to some of the rookies. That and, you know, ultimately, it's gonna you're going to feel it, and that's yeah. okay. You're allowed to feel the excitement. You're allowed to feel those nerves. Just know it's going to go away after a little <laughs> bit. But everyone feels it at the beginning, so you it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you talk about yeah. these young guys, Kirsten, and I know some of the veterans had in particular been very helpful with these young players and trying to get them ready because you can simulate as much as you want during the week, but mm-hmm. to get ready for the crowd and the pressure and maybe a little bit of the butterflies for postseason baseball. Yeah, ultimately nothing compares to it. You know, we can talk about these situations that they put themselves in. Even the Dodgers have, a, I think, a privilege and maybe the advantage of they play in front of, what, 50,000, 60,000 fans often, especially when they're here at home. So as much as there are going to be some things that might feel a little familiar, the fact that every single pitch matters, every at-bat matters, like the moment is just so much big. It's all or nothing. But Clayton Kershaw actually kind of sat down with a couple of the younger guys, and he told them, you know, in this moment, you can't be afraid to fail. You're going to feel the nerves. You're going to feel the excitement. Something may happen. It's now just about getting back on track. And, like, you can't, you just, you can't be afraid of how big this moment is because that's where you're going to struggle. And he even shared, you know, that he was honest. He has been in situations where he has struggled in the postseason, and he's had to reflect on that and recognize the only way to get past it is to just let it go and accept these moments that they're going to be here. They're going to feel big. It's going to yeah. feel electric. Feed into it. And that change of perspective, he believes that hopefully that, you know, that is what's allowing to him to perform better in the postseason to get the results he wants to. So hopefully, you know, he's got the start today. So hopefully we'll see him do just that and set a good tone because a lot of the younger guys, they're going to be watching him today. I was talking to Ryan Pepio and he was saying, you know, a lot of today because he is going to be a available for that game three did to come out of the bullpen potentially start but he's someone who's saying that you know i'm just gonna be watching clayton today how he manages the situations how he attacks the diamondbacks and go from there so these young guys are going to be watching and learning and they'll be ready when their their name is called clayton kershaw makes his 32nd start here in the postseason that that's a season for a starting pitcher. That's amazing what he has done over his postseason career. And going into this start, Kirsten, it hasn't been a ramp up necessarily for Clayton Kershaw. It's been mostly a maintain, keep him fresh the month of September going now into October, right? Yeah, no, you you nailed it. The last handful of weeks for Clayton Kershaw has been uh, an extra couple, extra day or two of rest to keep his body ready, uh, 
aggressive bullpens to kind of work through a few things mechanically. He was dealing with some sort of injury, so he wasn't necessarily feeling 100%. Dave Roberts today did tell us that, you know, the Clayton Kershaw that he sees right now, he is healthy. So what that means, we take it as it is. That means he's healthy right now. And so, yeah. you know, he Clayton has talked about how he didn't necessarily expect to be starting game one. Mm-hmm maybe even be a part of this postseason run. The fact that he is here, the fact that he is healthy, the fact that he's been getting results in his last couple of outings, that is exactly where they wanted him to be. And yes, things are going to look different come October. You know, we're not, and even as of recently, we haven't seen Clayton Hershaw really going that deep into games, going through seven. Today, he's going to be in that 75-85 pitch count range. There's obviously a fully ready stocked bullpen to support him behind him. They've got the off day tomorrow to go into the game two. So everyone's in a really good spot right now. Dave Roberts is going to be keeping an eye on him, kind of seeing how his slider works. He said that that's usually a pitch that is very telling as to kind of where Clayton is at. We're going to be mindful of just how aggressive innings are, how aggressive he's throwing, because they do want to protect him. But Dave Roberts did tell us that, uh, and as well as Clayton, and that he is available for a regular rest now moving forward, and they are going to run him out there. It might look like a different postseason for Clayton Kershaw, what we're yeah. used to seeing, but ultimately he wants to be there, he wants to win, and so he's going to do whatever he can do to be available. Are you ready, Kirsten's first team to 11 wins, wins a championship? I'm ready. All I'm right. so ready. I am so excited, and I feel like this is going to be a very good year, so I hope everyone else feels that as well. I hope so. I appreciate it, Kirsten. We'll check with you after the game. Dodger fans, you've been in an accident or need to fix up your car? Call Just for Looks, complete body paint and detailing in North Hollywood. Get your car looking good again. Call them at 818-503-0198, 818-503-0198. Still to come here on Morocco Casino Dodgers on deck. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. We'll hear from Freddie Freeman as he goes one-on-one with David Vassay. But up next, we'll check in with DV. We'll get you the pregame thoughts of manager Dave Roberts as well. That's all to come as we lead you up to Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Game one of the NLDS. First pitch coming up at 620. I'm Tim Cates, and this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's Dodgers and Diamondbacks game one of the NLDS. Clayton Kershaw, Merrill Kelly, the pitching matchup in this series opener. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 620. We're going to get your magical moment coming up. We'll check in with DV as well. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But let's right now check in with the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure... In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Uh, Dave, I know we've talked a lot about Clayton Kershaw as of late and just kind of uh, what his time out on the mound has looked like. Does he have somewhat of a plan for today, or has everything changed now that it is the postseason? Um, I, I don't know if it's uh, you know changed as far as uh, how I'm going to use him. I, I think that obviously how we saw in the baseball um, certainly matters most. Um, you know, it's been kind of right around the 70 to 80 pitch mark, uh, the last, call it six outings. Um, I think he's been into the sixth inning, uh, you know, once at last outing uh, in San Francisco. So um, I'm going to watch the game. You know, I'll talk to Mark. Uh, 
see how Clayton's feeling, throwing the baseball, and then go from there. Um, appreciating the fact that we've got a stable full of rested arms that we can deploy at any point in time. Fabian, uh, standing up on the left. Yeah, Dave, uh, just what went into the decision of Wong over Rosario? Yeah, I, I think that uh, it was a tough one. Um, I think it was more driven by the fact that we've got Kike and CT uh, that are versatile players uh, from the right side. And um, having uh, Ahmed without a left-handed starter going for them, a little redundant. And so uh, to have a left-handed bat in Colton, um, who you could come out of some, some hitting situations, uh, to come out of it with him on the bench, uh, we just felt with, was a lot of value. And I imagine among both guys, I know Lance and uh, Ryan have thrown the last couple of days. What about Emmett? Is he sort of available these first couple of games? And how do you sort of plan on using him? This Emmett's available these first couple of games. Um, I see him as a neutral guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's available just like all everyone else. And obviously, uh, Pepio threw yesterday, Lance threw the day before. So uh, they won't pitch uh, in game one or game two. But, yeah, to your question, um, Emmett's available. Andy, standing up on the right. My shirt, Andy. Thank you, Dave. There's only one October. Uh, with Clayton, when you talk about, like, uh, you know, sort of watching how he pitches, like, you know, the, how the baseball is coming out, are there keys that you look for with him, whether it's command, depth of the slider? Like, what are you looking for? The latter first, the depth of slider. I think that that's kind of been his moneymaker uh, throughout his great career. And so, um, you know, he just has a pitch that – it looks the same. It looks like a fastball. And then when his slider's late and depthy, uh, it's hard to barrel it. And so uh, when that's going well, uh, that bodes well for us and Clayton. Um, the other part of it is the fastball command. He doesn't walk many guys. Uh, and so when he's commanding the baseball, then we're in a good spot. I don't think that, I think for me, it's not about the velocity. I, I think that if his ball's uh, doing what it's supposed to do, you know, a couple miles an hour doesn't really matter. Um, so to your question, it's the slider and the fastball command. All right, that's Dave Roberts down the dugout, brought to you by Service Titan, which makes your HVAC, electrical, or plumbing businesses more profitable and better positioned for growth and changes the game for your entire business and everyone in it. Learn more at servicetitan.com. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we will hear from David Vasse. Get you all the latest from the field as well. As we lead jump to first pitch on this Saturday night, it's game one of the NLDS. Dodgers and Diamondbacks. First pitch is 620. I'm Tim Cates. This Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Home for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Diamondbacks on this Saturday night, game one of the NLDS. Clayton Kershaw, Merrill Kelly, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 620. Still to come, we'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. Your magical moment is just right around the corner. Charlie and Rick will have the keys to the game, but first... Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider. David Bassett. All right, DV, here we are. The first team to 11 wins the championship and the Dodgers tonight. What should we expect, Dave, from the pitching tonight and the whole series? Well, the Dodgers are planning on deploying 13 pitchers in this series. And really the theme the Dodgers have going into this series and the entire postseason is to give the opponent different looks. 
And Andrew Friedman talk about, talked about that a couple of days ago as they were setting the NLDS roster. We're still having uh, a lot of internal conversations about it. I think no matter how it shakes out, we're going to have a really talented pitching staff. Um, there's going to be tough decisions and probably some really talented pitchers that won't make this roster. Um, and I think it just speaks to the depth, the number of guys who have really stepped up this year. Um, you know, we've talked about this in the past. We may have to approach it in a more unconventional way, but the arm talent and the depth that we have, we feel really good about. Feel good about, you know, how this group has come together and we're excited to watch them go out and compete. They're a good team. You know, I think you could have seen us at a period in May and questioned how good we were. I think that's baseball and the point is over a season, talent rises to the top and they're in this position. They put themselves there because they're a good team. And so are we, and we're looking forward to squaring off against them. You know, I think the collection of guys we brought in meshed really well with the group we had here. And that's something you don't really know. Like on paper in the off season, you know, doing our homework and going through and finding the right fits both on the field and in the clubhouse uh, is something that we're always focused on. And the way this group has come together um, has really stood out. And I think, you know, it will be a strength for us this month. And as you know, Tim, Bobby Miller will start game two for the Dodgers going up against Zach Gallen on four days rest. And Gallen has done well on regular rest this year. He's 10-3 and three with an ERA of under three and 18 starts on regular rest. But the Dodgers seem very confident and focused, more so than what I saw leading into game one of last year's NLDS. David is driven by the Ford F-Series trucks, America's best-selling trucks for 46 years and counting. Head to your Southern California Ford dealers for great offers on a Ford F-Series truck. Unidos, we are stronger. With that being said, Dave, any surprises on this 26-man roster? No, I know a lot of people were a little confused why Ahmed Rosario and Ryan Yarbrough were left off. The reason why Rosario was left off and Colton Wong was the last position player to make the roster is because there's not many lefties that the Dodgers are going to face in this series from the Arizona pitching staff. And as far as Yarbrough, well... The Dodgers don't have a lot of lefties to contend with or they're not really going to piggyback as much as people may think with Yarbrough. And he may be back on the NLCS roster. You can change it every round, but for now, he's off. Dave, Clayton Kershaw gets his 32nd career postseason start tonight. How is he feeling going in? Well, Dave Roberts said physically he has never seen Kershaw feel this good in the last two months. And I think it's interesting going into this postseason, it very well may be Kershaw's last dance. We don't know or have any assurances that this will be uh, another one of those postseasons where he says, you know what, I'm going to come back after this one. There, That's very much up in the air. And he has um, really taken the mentorship role to heart with some of these young right-handers. And in fact, when the Dodgers had a team meeting two days ago in the weight room, it was Kershaw that spoke up before Mookie Betts. And I asked him about that mentorship role for those young right-handers. No, not really. I mean, I don't think we've had anybody, uh, young guys, really do that. You know, we started with Walker. And you know, Walker is on his own page anyway. So, um, you know, I think between, you know, him and some of these new young guys and, um, 
I think being a mentor looks a lot of different ways to a lot of different people. And I was always somebody that, you know, when you talk at me, it doesn't do anything for me, you know. And um, so to lead by example as best you can and just kind of have guys glean what they want from that is probably the only way I know how to do it. And so if you ask them, I have no idea what they tell you, if I've taught them anything or not. But um, I, I hopefully just kind of how I go about my day-to-day teaches them a little bit. And and like I said before, they're pretty prepared. You know, they're way more prepared than I was when I first came up. And um, they have – they're just they're, – they're ready for the moment. And I think they're going to be great. And that's the way the Dodgers are going to go this postseason, relying on those young right-handers, Emmett Sheehan, Ryan Pepio, Bobby Miller, and also Michael Grove coming out of the bullpen with the veteran and the future Hall of Famer, Clayton Kershaw, going tonight. DV, appreciate it. We'll check back in with you in just a little bit. Your conversation with Freddie Freeman is coming up in about 12 minutes. Coming up next, though, we'll get you your Dodgers magical moment. Don't go anywhere. It leads you up to game one of the NLDS on this Saturday night. It's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. I'm Tim Cates. It's Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks on this Saturday night. Game one of the National League Division Series. Clayton Kershaw, Merrill Kelly, the pitching matchup. We'll hear from Freddie Friedman coming up in just a little bit. We'll get you the keys to the game and dive deeper into this pitching matchup. We'll hear from both starting pitchers. First pitch coming up at 620. Hot dogs here. It's time for the Hoffy Magical Moment. It's magical. It was magical. Presented by Hoffy Hot Dogs. Well, tonight is game one of the NLDS between the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. We go back to 2017. Game one of the NLDS that year was the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Clayton Kershaw got the start. He gave up four home runs, but the Dodgers' offense more than helped him out. Facing Taiwan Walker, the Dodgers unloaded against the right-hander in the bottom of the first inning. Justin Turner with a big blast. Here's a 2-2. Turner with a fly ball to the left. It's on its way, and it is gone! A three-run home run for Justin Turner, and the Dodgers take a quick 3 to nothing lead. Turner, who hit 21 during the regular year. He has been a clutch performer his entire career. And for Turner, his first home run since September the 18th. Three-run home run from red turn two. Yasio Puig added an RBI double in that bottom of the first inning as the Dodgers scored four runs and chased Taiwan Walker from the game. Justin Turner would add an RBI single in the fourth, another one in the eighth to tie Dodgers' record for the most RBIs in a postseason game as the Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks in game one of the NLDS back in 2017. This Hoffy Magical Moment brought to you by Hoffy Hot Dogs, a SoCal treasure for nearly 100 years. Visit HoffyBrand.com to find your Cravelicious hot dogs or visit your local Albertsons, Vons, and Pavilions. Hoffy, local original great when we continue here on dodgers on deck we'll check back in with rick monday as we lead you up to first pitch game one of the nlds dodgers and diamondbacks i'm tim cates los angeles dodgers audio network this is morongo casino dodgers on deck. dodgers on deck y'all on the official home of la dodgers baseball 
Let's get you into that stadium, Dodger fans, and get you out of your car from the Dodgers Traffic Center. Here's Jonathan Weiss. We do have a crash in the Elysian Park area on that 110 southbound at Stadium Way. It's on the right shoulder of the off-ramp, but traffic is very slow coming away from the 5 freeway. Also seen some delays on that 5 northbound as you make your way towards downtown LA. Just past the 10, it's going to be stop and go from Indiana all the way up towards the 110 freeway. That's a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Jonathan Weiss. Thanks, Jonathan. Dodgers and Diamondbacks game one on the NLDS is coming up. Clayton Kershaw, Merrill Kelly, the pitching matchup. We'll hear from both of them coming up in just a little bit. First pitch set for 620. And now joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Rick Monday knows all about the playoffs and running the table to a World Series championship, and today is the first day for the Dodgers. And this is a different season. They just got through playing 162 after 30 exhibition games. This is a whole new ball of wax. Uh, I don't know how you got ready for today. I woke up at 5.30 this morning, couldn't (laughs) sleep anymore, and I'm not playing. So uh, I just imagine, I, I know what happens down on the field. I mean, this is a special, hopefully a dawning of something that, uh, that could be there. It's like the carrot that is dangled out in front of you. Well, the Dodgers, uh, they've earned the right to be here. It wasn't the dangling of a carrot. It was, it was basically very good baseball that they played. So now, uh, yeah, all bets are off. Here's the nice thing. I show you about two pages of, of <laughs> rather tight notes. Yes. The Dodgers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I can recite these notes forwards and backwards and left and right. It doesn't really matter. What happens is I feed them all into the computer and the computer prints out, play the game. That's exactly where we are right now. Uh, forget the season records. Dodgers won eight and uh, the Diamondbacks won five of those. Forget the fact that they outscored. The Dodgers outscored them by a a considerable margin. That was then. This is now. And I look at the Diamondbacks. It could be a very dangerous team if you don't take care of business. Got to play clean baseball. We've already seen that in the wild card round and the first couple of games of the other NLDS series. I listened to you also yesterday um, on the air, and you came up... You really kind of broke a story, and I thought it was a huge, huge story about Clayton Kershaw, who was asked about postseason play. And I admired his uh, truthfulness in coming out because, you know, most professional athletes um, in the heat of the moment don't want anyone to come inside, inside from the emotion standpoint, inside from the thought process standpoint. And the fact that you were able to say is that, hey, Clayton Kershaw actually talked about the word failure and the fact that you can't worry about failing, and I agree 100% on what he said. You cannot play the game with the fear of failing. You have to play the game with the thoughtfulness of trying to win, to figure out ways to win. And you may have to go to a different avenue in order to win. By that, I'm talking about if you're a home run hitter, you're not swinging the bat particularly well, start thinking left center, right center. You need to get on base. You maybe need to, to move some people over. Um, you didn't ask this question, but I really think that the one of the key players in this series right now, and if the Dodgers win this, they move on, and then again if they move on again. I think Will Smith is going to have to be a very key player in this. Uh, you also broke the story and said, hey, he had the cracked rib for a number of, number of months and played with it. It took away from his power. Um, I think he is a big, big 
factor uh, and the Dodgers need his bat and good defensive play. There's no question about it. I was at the workout yesterday, and the Dodger coaches, Clayton McCullough and Dino Ebel, said the swings Will Smith was taking and the way he was driving the baseball yesterday was the best sign for the Dodgers. Yeah, I heard you. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I was. I mean, this is like uh, you can't get enough of baseball right now. Uh, you look at all the whereases and the therefores, and, and, but, it, and it's really kind of neat. Rick, I think we all take it for granted. You know this. Catching is the toughest position, most demanding position. Plus, the Dodgers expect Will Smith to be the guy behind Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Yeah, yeah well, it's a pretty good one-two punch to begin with, with <laughs> Betts and Freeman. And Will Smith, again, is going to bat in the number three spot. Muncie fourth, and then J.D. Martinez will be the designated hitter hit in the, uh, in the five spot. Here's my question for you. I started to look around, and, um, you know, we start to look at this Dodger ball club. For example, for Clayton Kershaw, this is another uh, postseason. That he's, this is the 12th time that Clayton Kershaw has been in postseason play in 16 years at the big league level. There are many, many players that never get to postseason play, regardless of how long that they play. So 12 out of 16, it shows how competitive this organization has been. I looked at a number here. You won't know the answer, most most likely. Who on this ball club coming into the postseason has appeared in the most postseason games in their career? I'm going with Jason Hayward. Nope. Jason Hayward has been at 40. He's somewhat down the list. Mookie Betts has been 55. Freddie Freeman, 46. The guy that leads the Dodgers? Kike Hernandez. Wow. He's been in 69 postseason games. Who's second on this Dodger ball club? Chris Taylor, 64. And it seems like those two guys always find a way to make an impact in October. Here's an oddity that I found. For Clayton Kershaw, he has pitched in 38 games. Postseason play. He's been in 39 games. I'm trying to figure that one out, and I'm, with the help of uh, Dwayne McDonald, we'll have it figured out by game time exactly. I don't know if it was a pinch runner or how he was used, but he has been in 39 postseason games. He's only pitched in 38 of those. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to figure that out between now and the ninth inning. Now, as far as Kershaw goes today, Rick, I know you and Charlie will touch upon it a little bit later, but there is a plan, and the plan isn't for Kershaw to pitch eight or nine innings tonight. No, the plan is for him to pitch as well as he can for as long as he can and as effectively for as, uh, as long as, as Dave Roberts um, feels that uh, they're going to do it. We're going to see a different approach by the Dodgers in this postseason than what we've ever seen in the past. Um, a lot of different reasons. First of all, Clayton Kershaw is the only remaining starting pitcher on this roster when the season opened. You know, you got five rookies on this roster. We'll see one of the rookies pitch in game two, that being Bobby Miller. It's going to be a different approach. Um, so Kershaw will go if he's going to go four innings, if he's going to go five innings, whatever that may be. Uh, pretty good horse to have pulled the wagon right out of the gate. And here's a little nugget for you as well, Rick. I know you love when people say nuggets, right? 
Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, that and show me the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have the money, but I do know that Emmett Sheehan had his headphones on around 1 o'clock this afternoon and was on the pitcher's mound visualizing, so we may see a repeat of what we saw in Seattle, Kershaw, oh. then young Emmett. Another David Vasse <laughs> scoop, huh? All Two right. scoops. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll take a three-scooper. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. And, man, I love how excited you are for the beginning of this postseason. Hey, anybody in this ballpark that's not excited, go home. <laughs> Just go home. <laughs> the Diamondbacks hopefully will be going home. Rick, we'll check in with you and Charlie a little bit later. Thanks. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> hey, it's playoff time, Tim. We'll send it back to you in the studio. No doubt, David. Thank you very much. Dodgers baseball is presented by Children's Hospital Los Angeles. When you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital LA, ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll get you a preview of this pitching matchup. Rick will be back with Charlie and get you those keys to the game. But up next, we go high and tight with Freddie Freeman. Game one of the NLDS. Dodgers, Diamondbacks, first pitch set for 620. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Diamondbacks game one of the NLDS is coming up. Clayton Kershaw, Merrill Kelly, the pitching matchup. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Lone Mart. Need some quick cash? A choice cash title loan serviced by Lone Mart may be able to help. For more information, visit choicecash.com or call 1-800-LONE-MART today. Still to come, Charlie and Rick will get you those keys to the game. I'll dive deeper in this pitching matchup. But first... David and now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is High and Tight. All right, game one of the NLDS starts tonight here at Dodger Stadium, and I'm joined right now by a man that had one of the greatest seasons in Dodger history, L.A. and Brooklyn, from West Coast to East Coast, Freddie Freeman, a season for the ages. Thanks a lot for the time. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me. I know that means nothing right now. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. That was, that was in the past. Today's a whole different story. How are you able to know yourself as well as you do? Because I was surprised when you told us in San Francisco you haven't been swinging the bat well. Yeah, you know, it's just I've, I've been blessed enough to play this game a long time and um, know who I am as a player, what I can do. I try to never be too much and just try to stay within myself. And yeah, I haven't been swinging the bat very well in San Fran, but even before that, uh, you know, sometimes I know it, it doesn't look like it, but sometimes I stand in that box and it feels like I don't know what I'm doing in there. But, um, you know, I, th this past week of practice, um, you know, I had a good practice. Swing's been feeling good, so hopefully I can get hot during the playoffs. A lot of tee work from what I understand. Yeah, I did uh, a lot more tee work than I normally do, and I did high tee in San Fran to keep my posture up, and then uh, this past week I've been doing low tee to get my legs into the ground, so to stop myself from popping up because, um, you know, I have two things that normally happen is I bend over at my waist or I pop up with my hips, so... Uh, San Fran was to keep my posture up, and the last week has been trying to keep my legs and drive them into the ground. Former Dodger Reggie Smith, who's a great hitting coach himself, always talked about being connected to the ground. So yeah. that does make sense to a guy like me. Yeah, the ground and your legs, that's kind of the, the very important in the batter's box. But, you know, there's 
baseball is a long year and you're going to go through your ups and downs. Some days you don't sleep as good at night and you feel a little tired. Some days you feel good, you know? Yeah. So it's more of managing how you feel day in and day out and, and know what you can work with and know how many swings you can do and stuff like that. So that's the, what I've been able to learn over the course of the, of my career and uh you know hopefully i can find that ground and stay connected to it for the next few weeks you've been through so much in your baseball life yeah. you're a world series champion yeah. so as we start october do you still get excited oh yeah um this is what you when you show up in spring training in february this is everyone's aspirations and goals is to, to hopefully win a world series and to put us put ourselves 162 through it and give ourselves an actual chance to win a world series that's all you can ask for um, you know, 12 teams make it out of the 30, and we're one of the 12. So, um, yeah, when this when Dodger Stadium is rocking, you know, I've been here on the opposing side. The loudest I've ever heard a stadium was Juan Uribe when he hit that home yeah. run against us in 2013. I vaguely remember. Oh, please. I don't at all. This place, it felt like this place was going to fall down. And, uh, you know, Dodger Stadium, four decks, 55,000 people here, and they come out every night, and it's just a fun place to play. Clayton Kershaw started that game in 2013, <laughs> and he's starting tonight for you, game one. Pretty amazing what he's accomplished. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's 10 years in between, and you can still, you still got five more years of his career before 2013, too. So, an incredible career he's had. First ballot Hall of Famer, and uh, no one else we would rather have on the mound tonight. Freddie, I look at you and Clayton, and it feels like you both lead by example. The work that you both put in, the way you carry yourselves on and off the field. Do you feel like that's the parallel between you two? Uh, I mean, if, if I'm compared to Clayton Kershaw, I'll take it, whatever way that is. Clayton's, you know, an incredible human on and off the field, an incredible pitcher, baseball player, all of it. So, um, you know, I've never been one to stand on a dugout and rah-rah. I've always been one to go out there, respect the game, play the game hard, and behind closed down doors, if I have to say something, then I say something. So um, I think Clayton's the same way. It's been a pleasure to be with him the last couple of years, and hopefully we get many more with Clayton. <laughs> Are you amazed that he's been able to grind through this season and be here for you guys tonight? Uh, I'm not amazed. If you know Clayton, nothing ama is short of amazing for him. Um, the guy who has thrown that many innings and not be seriously hurt like he has been to keep himself in shape to be able to grind out over the last few years some, some injuries and be able to still be there for us in the playoffs uh it's it's incredible and um i, I remember facing him when he was 95 96 and now he's you know 90 91 and still dominant it's uh it's amazing amazing to watch him go out there and work every five days Freddie, thank you for the time. It's been great to watch you, and I told you this in San Francisco. I feel privileged to be able to document your great season, one for the ages, and hopefully you guys have a few more toasts at the end of October. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for those kind words, and hopefully we get a few more celebrations. Yep. He literally is the best. Freddie Freeman, we'll send it back to you. All right, thanks a lot, DV. Leading up to first pitch, Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Game one of the NLDS is set for 620. Coming up next, we'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. Don't go anywhere. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Game one of the NLDS. First pitch coming up. It's 620. And now. 
Before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, experience an outstanding driving performance, ride comfort, and stability with Toyota's all-electric SUV BZ4X. Clayton Kershaw gets to start. The 35-year-old future lefter, a left, Hall of Famer in his 16th big league season. Made 24 starts during the regular season. Here in the postseason, his 32nd start of his career. It's always special. You know, it's always a special time in October. Um to get to be a part of it, to get to be a game one starter in the division series. It's a it's a special thing, you know, and something that, you know, is maybe a little bit up in the air. Very thankful for the opportunity. Um, and, you know, it's exciting. It's a good time um, to be a Dodger and um, I'm ready to go. He is ready to go. And Clayton Kershaw is 22-12 and 12 with a 273 ERA and 294 strikeouts against Arizona. He's holding to a 210 batting average. He's not lost to the Diamondbacks, by the way, Dodger fans, since August of 2012. His 32nd postseason start, but 39th appearance. He is 13-12 and 12 with a 422 ERA and one save. 34-year-old right-hander Merrill Kelly will go for the Diamondbacks. His fifth season in the big leagues. His route to the Diamondbacks started in the minor leagues with the Tampa Bay Rays. Then he played four seasons in the Korean baseball organization. Now in his fifth season with the Diamondbacks against the Dodgers in his career, he is winless. Um, it would be nice to get my first Dodgers win ever in five years in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I'm as confident as ever. Uh, I think if I start thinking about my previous games and how they've gone and, and how bad my um, you know how bad my numbers are against these guys. I think I lose before I even step on the mound. 16 career starts, 0 and 11 with a 5.49 ERA. So it's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Clayton Kershaw, Merrill Kelly, the pitching matchup. We're 15 minutes away from first pitch. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, game one of the NLDS. Clayton Kershaw, Merrill Kelly, the pitching matchup. Dodger fans, enhance your listening experience. Download the iHeartRadio app and listen in HD. It's a great listen ticket wherever you go, Dodgers baseball. Brought to you by L.A. Care Health Plan. For over 25 years, L.A. Care has been at the center of your health journey, serving all Angelinos. L.A. Care, committed to a healthier you, lacare.org. All right, before first pitch, let's head back out to the booth. Check in with Rick and Charlie. Guys. And away we go. It's the first game of the National League Division Series, and who else but Clayton Kershaw on the hill for the Dodgers today. 24 starts during the regular year, 13-5 and at 2.46 ERA. Merrill Kelly going for Arizona, 12-8, and a 3-2-9 ERA, a solid season. He's been great against everybody except the Dodgers. Yeah, and for Clayton Kershaw, you talk about someone that feels comfortable in postseason. I mean, he's pitched basically, if you start to add it up, he's pitched an entire season in postseason play. Why don't I say that? Well, in postseason, he's worked 194 innings. But for Clayton Kershaw, again, how long he will be in there, that's a big question. But there's no question of what he can do. In fact, for this season, runners in scoring position. Talk about a pitcher shutting down the opposing offense. Runners in scoring position, just a 161 average. Over the last two years, just a 160 batting average against. And what is with Merrill Kelly? He's great against everybody except the Dodgers. Well, 0-11 in the uh, in the career. And one of the things that has gotten him into trouble, the fastball, if he keeps it down, that's a very good pitch for him. The changeup also, just a 179 average against the changeup with Merrill Kelly. But he has not made the big pitches in critical situations. The Dodgers have to force the issue, but the Dodgers also have to be, don't be overzealous, make him throw strikes. And in the past, 
Merrill Kelly has made mistakes when he's had to throw strikes consistently. Dodgers in the postseason for their 11th consecutive season. The Diamondbacks, they're in the playoffs for the first time since 2017 when they were swept by the Dodgers. Lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, don't forget, after the game, David Vassay's got all the highlights and reaction from the Dodgers' close clubhouse and manager Dave Roberts as well. First pitch is next. Who's ready? It's game one of the NLDS, Dodgers and Diamondbacks. I'm Tim Cates. It's been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.